You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. You're with Lyle and Mon this morning with Lawson behind the producer's desk. We've been having a lot of fun. We're about to get into our Bible study. Before we do, we have a 400-point question for our quiz. Mon, what have we got? Mm, what young man fell from a window and died during a sermon by the Apostle Paul, um, who is described in Luke's book of Acts? And a quick reminder, of course, uh, particularly with these harder questions, if you are somebody who goes to church every week, challenge yourself. Yeah. Test yourself. Mm-hmm. If you are somebody who doesn't go to church every week, go to get a Bible, do your Googling, look it up and study it for yourself because we want to encourage people to chat, to study their Bibles. Our number to call is 0491064669. Especially to study their Bibles while they still can do that in peace in Australia. Yes, mm. absolutely. All right, so we've got some text messages here. Uh, let me just see here. I've got uh, uh remind everybody that the N.Digital uh, we just did rumors and wars, rumors of wars, and I believe that that one is going to be coming up. We the, the announcement seems to be that it will be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. So um, yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, more in that space. Uh, why is my phone not working right now? Time to upgrade, Lyle. I hate it when my phone doesn't work. Okay, let's see here. We have a number of text messages. Find where they all went. This is very, very frustrating. Here we go, here we go, here we go. All right, going all the way back to the tricycles for the elderly. What did oh, you call them? Um, trishaws. Trishaws, that's mm-hmm. right. They're not rickshaws because they're not rickety. <laughs> Amen. They're trishaws with the people at the front and the rider at the back. Uh, what a great idea. We really should consider the elderly more. Amen. Can the driver actually see where he's going with two people in front of him? Yeah, so he sits a little bit higher, so okay. the, the, the couch is a bit lower, so he has a clear view of the top of the oldies' heads. Right, unless, so I don't a... know, unless Goliath goes for a ride, then he probably can't see th- through Goliath's head. <laughs> yeah, I think Goliath is past that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having <laughs> lost his head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did I just say that? You did. Well, hey, it happened. It's in the Bible, all right? The Bible says that. Just because the Bible is R-rated at times, it's just that's what it says. No. <laughs> anyway, moving on, moving on, moving on. Uh, the endangered coral, what it's great for science, do all they can to help its survival. Remember that soon God will make a new earth where everything will be even better than the original. Amen. Amen. And the Catholic bishop who stood for the liberty of conscience sacked the Vatican's behind the vaccination mandates it, as it is connected to no bio cell and Sunday laws. Uh, Victorian legal recreational drugs, insanity at work. But then what do you expect from insane leaders? Imagine if all the money went back to society. Mm. There would be no poverty. That's right. Unfortunately, it's part of the plan. I mean, this is, this is the thing when you look at the United States and the Great Depression in the United States, and you look at the factors that dragged it out of the Great Depression, one of the most significant factors was prohibition. Yeah, it's true. They pulled it out of the Depression uh, because productivity just went through the roof as a result of uh, limits on alcohol. Prohibition gets a lot of flack, but when you look at the cold hard facts, it was one of the best things that was ever done for a society. Absolutely, transformed the United States. Yeah, the health, everything. Yep. Um, unfortunately, it's part of the plan, mind control and distraction. Nice one, but you will get yours in due course. That is guaranteed by the one who never lies. Mm-hmm. Holding back this morning. Voice of the Martyrs, Russia and the Ukraine war is really turning into a religious war, which throughout history became very ugly wars. And, and, the, and the religious leaders, the patriarch and the pope, are doing nothing to slow that down. 
They're just pouring, both of them pouring fuel on that fire and they should know because they know their history. Reminds me of the closing of churches worldwide due to COVID, another war on religion by the state in the name of health. There is no holding back the Satanist New World Order. Um, Yeah, and I would say that our closing of churches in comparison to what is happening in Ukraine was, you know, a problem, but a first world problem in comparison. Yeah. And we need to remember that. Um, We did not have uh, bombs landing in our front yards. Mm. Uh, The Roman Catholic Church doesn't care if... People suffer as they but cannon fodder. Well, I'd say the same about the Orthodox. Yeah. In this situation, that's what it appears to me. Yeah, it's definitely... Both sides are as bad yeah, as each other. calling the kettle black kind of thing. Amazing accuracy of the Word of God and his prophecies. We are living in them. It was really interesting to talk to Etienne about how he deals with, you know, Voice of the Martyrs, how they actually navigate the whole thing of, uh, of Christian on Christian persecution. Yeah. And he's like, well, Christians don't persecute. Yeah, it's quite a conundrum, but that's a really good answer. Yeah, Christians don't mm-hmm. persecute. We support those who are persecuted. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, let me see here. This one's for Lawson um, with his uh, Korean music this morning, which was just an absolute fantastic <laughs> I was so song. into that. I love that. That girl's voice was yeah, just like so clear. Yeah. It was pipes. amazing. And, and it, also in, in response to the story I was talking about the drugs, it says, Lawson, you are smoking chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> That's <What>? from Freco. <laughs> <laughs> Lawson. Don't know whether anyone's ever tried that before or not, but that's just we like we like these messages that just bright now, day. Okay, this one's an interesting one. Bombs that don't explode in the church aren't new. At about sixteen forty on the ninth of April, nineteen forty-two, wow. the Luftwaffe dropped three bombs on the Moster Malta Church. Two of them deflected without exploding, and one fifty kilogram or one hundred and ten pound. High explosive bomb pierced the dome, entered the church where a congregation of more than 300 was waiting for early morning mass. And wait a minute, early mass at 1640? That's late mass. Anyway, uh, um, oh, sorry, early evening mass. I'm mm. reading it wrong. Yep. Early evening mass. And of course, didn't explode. Wow. Three, the three of them didn't explode. So uh, a miracle right there. Praise God for that. Uh, Bishop Fernandez Torres, who's this one from? This one's from Paula. Uh, a staunch defender of life and family and opponent of the COVID, COVID max vaccine mandates was informed by the Vatican he had committed no crime but had not been obedient to the Pope. In my opinion, the false prophet works collaboratively with American government. The elites, Hollywood, uh, his agenda is one. All right. And then finally, what have we got over here? Uh, that is the ugliness of religious wars. That's final text message coming through. When so that's what you guys had to say this morning. Always interested what you guys have to say. Mm, yeah. Um, thank you for sharing. We would love to sh- love for you to share it with us uh, from the Bible this morning as we get into our Bible study. Your thoughts on the Bible study today, Mon? We're in Hebrews chapter eleven. Oh, lovely! I love Hebrews eleven. Okay, so here's the question that we're asking all of our listeners. Uh-huh. Uh, we want you to text in and tell us, uh, and the number is zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Out of all of the heroes of faith in Hebrews chapter eleven, because this is the the Hall of Faith chapter mm-hmm. in the Bible, who is your favourite? We've had oh. uh, quite a few that have been picked so far. It's right we would now. love to. Uh, 
Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Wait, is she in there? Yes. No, she- oh, absolutely. Why do not how understand? She, how could she not be in there? I do not understand how Rahab's story has not been made into like a Hollywood blockbuster. That story is a thriller with, it's, it's got everything. It's got like your romance. It's got your, oh, it's such an incredible story. Like the red robe, like how, like just imagery wise, that's so cool. You know, everyone doesn't know the story of Rahab. You have to go check that out. It's such, it's such a great story in the Bible. Oh. I don't understand why she's not the best. She's definitely the best. Fantastic. I think you should write the script for that, uh, <laughs> that for that movie. It would be a good movie. It would be, right? And yeah. she falls in love with the spy at the end. It's, a rad, it's got it's espionage a... in it. It's got, it's got the whole thing. It's got like like uh, like that sort of dystopian like a city collapses. and It's got everything. And really? you've got the, you know, the redemption story because uh-huh. you've got somebody who's incredibly broken, damaged. Exactly. Um, abused mm-hmm. woman yep. who is. Strong uh, female lead. It's got everything, dude. Everything that Hollywood would go for right now. I've just now. sold it to you, haven't I? You absolutely <laughs> have. I've never, going, ever on. thought of this movie before. There's a number of movies I've thought of, but I've never thought of this one. Yeah. Dude, I don't know why Hollywood hasn't snapped that up. This Rahab's got it's the whole, it's, it's a package deal, man. It's also really pro-Jewish as well, which is a big Hollywood thing at the moment. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, that's where your money comes from in Hollywood. If yeah. you're going to get funding for a movie, you've got to, uh, the, 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 uh, Man, I need to, I need to write this script really, quick so I can get do. in. You do. You <laughs> should so write this one, Mon. <laughs> you, you, you're a good writer. You know you could do this. Praise the Lord. What's, who's your favourite in, in Hebrews 11 Hall of Fame? Uh, well, I, 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 I threw Jephthah in there just, just, just to be controversial. Who? Jephthah. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> anyway. I think I feel like you've done that on purpose as well. I did. Yeah. On purpose. Of course you He did. is in there. I believe you. I, I, I know you're not lying. And it's like... <laughs> Why? But anyway, um, okay. So this, oh, we've got to, we've got to cover this one as well. David Edgar from Western Australia, happy birthday! Oh, happy birthday! It is the seventeenth today. It's the seventeenth today, which is St Patrick's Day. St Patrick was a Sabbath keeper. Oh, he and was. was not a Roman Catholic, and he wasn't Irish. And he didn't drink. And he didn't absolutely all of those things. So those some St Patrick trivia for you. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Ah, the text messages keep pouring through this morning. This one says, Monica, good to hear you again. You're doing a great job. Oh, bless. And then another message, Lawson, you're doing a great job too. So those uh, chopsticks are doing well. (laughs) Man, these sound effects, I can't get over it. (laughs) Lawson's having all the fun with all the buttons. He's got all the buttons over there and he's just like, I need to find an excuse (laughs) to use every button there is on the board. I'd be doing it too. <laughs> okay, Hebrews chapter 11, let's go. Uh, verse 9. Verse, uh, nine. verse 8 and 9. We, need, uh, we, we were in verse 8 yesterday, but just uh, verse 8 and It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going, and even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Okay, let's stop and think about this for a moment. He comes from Ur, which is the most civilized city in the world at this time. This is this is a city that has a city sewage system. Oh wow, that's technology underneath the city. Then. Yeah, wow. it was this. This city was off the charts mm-hmm. for what it was in its day. Um, it was it, it was a city in which you and I, as modern day people, would actually feel comfortable living in. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Okay, let's get a time machine and go test it. That's out. that's what Ur was like. He leaves that. He's obviously an incredibly wealthy person because we, mm-hmm. you know, we, we we read stories about the size of his household and how many people travelled with him and so forth. And so he was a man of significant wealth. He would have been one of the most significant uh, citizens of the city of Ur in his time. And he up and leaves. So, you know, it's a little bit like, let's say that you are living. Uh, let's think of Sydney. Sydney's close by. You've got a very large, historic waterfront mansion in Bondi. Oh, lovely. And God calls, I want you to go to a land and it's going to become your inheritance, but you're not going to actually ever own it. Um, And I want you to go to a developing country. You've been to some developing countries. Uh, Pick one for me. Um, Let's let's go with Ethiopia. Ethiopia. That's right. We've got got the theme today. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're going to go to Ethiopia and you're not going to own any land, any houses for the rest of your life, you're going to be a nomad living in a tent. That's a lot of faith. Yeah. And this is what I, 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 this is what Abraham does. He's, he's the voice of God and he's like, okay. And he just does it and he leaves. And it's a long journey. You know, we got to Ethiopia. I got to Ethiopia. Lawson had a long journey to Ethiopia. I got to Ethiopia in about, what, a day and a half. Lawson <laughs> took like. A week. <laughs> 60 hours on the plane. 60 Ooh, hours on the plane. Rough. rough. <laughs> he went around the world three times to get to Ethiopia. <laughs> well, not quite, but he went to Ethiopia via Heathrow. The scenic route. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Uh, so, uh, but, you know, this took, well, literally years. Yeah, wow. For Abraham to arrive in the promised land. Would you have done it? If you were like a millionaire and had a, a cushy mansion in a beautiful location and God said to you... In the most civilised city in the world. Yeah, and he, and he gave you this command, would you have followed? I think it's a question we all need to ask ourselves and a question that we can't mm. answer until we are asked by God to do so. I think we can all say that's what we aspire to. Yeah, true. true. You know, I aspire to have that kind of faith in God that I would just pack up and go. Mm. Okay, why does he do this? Verse 10, what does verse 10 say? Verse 10 says, <clears throat> excuse me, Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a, de- a city designed and built by God. Okay, so this sort of helps us to understand what it was that Abraham knew and understood and why it was that he was like, eh, it's no big deal. Yeah, the, it's like the basis of his faith. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you think about it in that situation, like, yeah, the, the city of Ur, however technologically advanced it was, he realized it was just temporal and it was fleeting and it was had nothing on the city that God designed. I'm just here for a little while, just 170 yeah. years or so, something mm-hmm. like that. And so why would I be worried about leaving this particular city when I've got a one that God has made that I'm going to live in for eternity? Why is this even an issue? You kind of think, you almost think of it as like an, as an investment and he was definitely making the right choice. Absolutely. Let's talk about Sarah's faith now. Uh, Sarah, Sarah and her faith. Before we read it, Mon, is she a person of faith? She's not known for being a person of, person of faith. Is What's she, she known for? Laughing. Laughing. At God. Yes. Well, guess what? Abraham did exactly the same thing. Yeah, that's true. They both did the same thing. Which we, is a great story for redemption, that you can be known for laughing in God's face and yet you still make it into Hebrews 11. Yeah, Abraham's known for a few things and yeah. still made it into Hebrews <laughs> yeah, 11. Yeah. Uh, let's see here, um, verse 11. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and too old. 
She believed that God would keep his promise. So this is interesting. God comes along, visits them in, in their tent, uh, which is something that has happened to very, very few people, mm. uh, particularly in that era, and promises them a child and both of them laugh. Yeah, because I think she, at that time she'd already gone through menopause, let's just say. Yeah, by a long well, time. Well and truly. She was like no more hot flashes in her 90s. Yeah, she was She's done with that. She was, she was into her 90s and God says, yeah, you're going to have a child and she, both Abraham and Sarah laugh. And then uh, as, a, as, as a result of that, God's like, yeah, well, you shouldn't laugh because mm. actually you are. Mm. And so after God gave them, you know, a, a gentle rebuke, but how embarrassing would it be to be have God sitting in your tent and to be rebuked by God, yeah. by Jesus? Mm-hmm. You know, that it's kind of, you know, it was one thing when you read it in the Bible and the Bible rebukes you and it's like, oh, ouch. But it'd be another thing to have Jesus sitting right there. In your face, in front of you, yeah. And it's like, why why are you guys laughing? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm I'm Jesus, I'm God, I can do this. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, of course he does. And so they believe it after that, like, okay, God said it. They believe it. She conceives and brings a child, uh, brings forth a child. Uh, and so the, um, and, and of course, through that child comes Jesus. Mm. And, and it mentions that. Uh, in verse 12 and 13. If you read for us, verse 12 and 13, please. And so a whole nation came from this one man, <coughs> excuse me, who was as good as dead, a nation with so many people that, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. All these people died still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. Okay, so they all died in faith. Mm. Not having received the promise, and this is where Paul is starting to head with, you know, with this particular discussion, because he's he's pointing to these guys and he's saying they have so much more faith than what we need to have. And Lawson and I had a discussion about this, I think, earlier in the week or maybe last week. The difference between fact and faith, and fact is something that um, has taken place. You can empirically observe it. Faith is something that you believe is going to happen based on evidence. Faith is not, if there is no evidence, that is not faith. That is just like hopefulness or as my son calls it, hopium. <laughs> hopium, I love it. Hopium. We hope it works out. <laughs> okay, so hopium is where you've got no evidence, but God's like, no, I'm not going to, you know, you guys, it's not about hopium here. Yeah. This is about faith, and mm-hmm. faith is the evidence of things hoped for, the substance of things not seen. Uh, this is something that you can base on, 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 uh, on the evidence that you have, and these are people who have a lot less evidence and a lot less fact. We have a lot more fact and a lot, and a, and and and, a, and a, sorry, we have a lot more fact and a lot more evidence than what they had. True. Today, because yeah. you know, we can look back for the last six thousand years. Yep. They could look back for two thousand. You know, Paul could look back for four thousand years. You know, Abraham and and Co could look back for two thousand years. And we can look back at Jesus Christ and see what He's done. Abraham's looking forward to that. Abraham's looking forward to so much, and he's like, "But yep, he he knows that there is a city. He knows that Jesus is coming back. He knows that there is redemption. He knows that there is something better." Uh, this is this is. These people, they all died in faith having not received the promise but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. 
And so this is interesting because it helps us to understand what the beliefs of Abraham were. Sometimes, you know, because Genesis has so very little, you know, it covers such a wide swathe of history in such a few short chapters. It's like, well, did they know about the second coming? Did they know about heaven? Did they know about the new Jerusalem? Did they, you know, did they know all this stuff? Yeah, because all that, all, all the informations and promises that Jesus came when he, you know, that he told when he came, like they hadn't heard that, right? Well, they had. How? Because the Bible says that he looked for a city whose builder and yeah. founder is God. How did he know about that? Yeah. Mm. So obviously the knowledge was there. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Uh, it is The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we are about to get into more Bible study. Before we do, we have the big one, 500 Ooh, points. Big one. What term, <clears throat> excuse me, what term meaning one who bears blame described a sacrificial goat chosen to be casting lots to be set free in the desert? Ooh. Mm. One who bears blame. Yeah. Yeah, a sacrificial goat. There's a couple of different correct answers I, I would accept on this one. I feel like there's really only one. No, there's a couple of different, there's only one goat. But there's a term. Yes. There's only one term. One modern, okay. one modern day term that we you, all use. Yeah, you're right. You're right, actually. Mm, yeah. It depends how you translate it and it depends which translation you're using because some translations are going to uh, describe this goat with a noun mm-hmm. and some are going to describe it with a verb. And so a term, that's going to be a, a verb rather than a noun because a term is not a name. Okay, it's, it's the same words though, right? No. Okay. It's, 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 well, it's the same word in the original language. Mm-hmm. It depends how you translate it. Do you translate it as a verb or do you translate it as a noun? I'm not sure what other answers you're thinking of, but I'm thinking of the one that's like used in modern day language, not something. Okay, yeah, ancient, yeah, that's, a, that's a good point. That's a good clue yeah. right there. It is used in modern day language. It yeah. does come from the Bible. Yeah, like it's just, you know. I'll give you a hint. Use KJV. <laughs> yeah, true. Dig out the real one. Okay. Um <clears throat> You can read to us from your NLT over there. <laughs> it was the one that was here when I got here, right? I didn't choose this one. Uh, <laughs> Making me sound like a baddie. <laughs> no, 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 no. People are like, oh, mom. You know what the best Bible is? The best Bible is the one that you, you read. read. Amen. Yes. Let's see. Where did we get up to? Uh, 13, I think, verse 13. Let's keep going. We've okay. got lots of verses here, and we've only got two days to get through them all, so we're not going to make it to the end. Obviously, people who say such things are looking forward to a country they can call their own. If they had longed for the country they came from, they could have gone back, but they were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them and will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. Yeah, wow. Mm. Mine doesn't have that bit. Wait, sorry. <laughs> I accidentally turned an extra page. My bad. I was going to say, your translation <laughs> is very creative sorry. right there. I it worked, a, though. I turned a page and actually picked up two pages in my turn and uh, I jumped forward to that, 13. That, that, that verse ran very smoothly <laughs> together. I'm like trying to sort of connect the last sentence <laughs> with the next sentence, like these are two good sentences, and sometimes the Bible does make big jumps in subject. That was a huge one. A big jump. It, what it actually says is that is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. And then it stops and it talks about Abraham's faith after that. Yes. Yeah, sorry. And this that. is this is what you'll find in Revelation, you know, where that city 
is mentioned and described, you know, where John says, I saw the new Jerusalem, the holy city coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Mm. And then God makes the proclamation, I will be their God, they will be my people. And this city, like it's the city that they're all talking about, that they have faith that God is going to let them see, it's not just for these guys. This is something that's available to us as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And if they were looking forward to a fancy city, imagine what how much fancy it's going to yeah. be than what they were thinking. Yeah. They probably thought, like, I mean, I'm sure what they imagined is probably not even as fancy as what we have now. So you can imagine how much more fancy it's going to be. So. In the uh, question time yesterday, somebody was asking about the gates of Jerusalem. So we did a, a bit of a story about Jerusalem, and uh, the oh, old the dung gates and the sheep yes. gates and oh yeah yeah. It was yeah. a fun question. Yeah, cool. It was a fun question, and you know, talking about the old Jerusalem, mm-hmm. you know, this was a very important city in its day. It was a it was a very it was a powerful it was a brute of a fortress, one of the most powerful fortress cities in the ancient world. It had you know the second biggest economy in the world. Oh, wow. After Rome. Mm-hmm. And uh, the walled part of the city was 220 acres. Whoa. Seriously? That's tiny. It's like your backyard. That's, that's yeah. Well, you know, it's a decent-sized farm. Well, it depends where you live. It's a decent-sized farm for someone in the How UK. How have you all lived in this thing? Uh, I'm not sure. But that's that's what you're talking Three? about when you're talking about ancient cities. <laughs> yeah, they wow. were just not huge. Yeah. That's um, like modern that's not what I was are. thinking at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. oh, right. I guess we um, think cities that, now and we think of like places like New York. Isn't New York, the population of New York have more people than the entire population of Australia? I think so. Yeah. I do think so. That's what we think when we think cities now, isn't it? We do. Mm. Uh, and, you know, we look at, um, you know, say the original city of Jerusalem or Salem where Melchizedek was was about five acres. Yeah, wow. Yeah. It's probably unfathomable to people back then, the kind of cities we have now. That's just the size, just the size of it, yeah. Anyway. It is. That's what our world I'm is looking coming. forward to that heavenly city. Oh, a better what. place, a better country, a heavenly city, mm-hmm. and uh, some some peace, a city of peace. Amen. All right, verse 17, the Bible says, By faith when he was tried, he offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Now, this is interesting what Paul goes on to say here in the next couple of verses. Because a lot of people have criticized Abraham for this and they've criticized God for this because of like, well, God asked here for a human sacrifice and why would Abraham do that? This is probably... Why would God ask for it and why would Abraham do it? This is a story I struggle with the most in the Bible. Okay, so I probably can't help you with all your struggle, but I'm going to help you with some of it. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had an operation like a medical procedure, which is an operation? Yeah. Uh, have you ever had a general anaesthetic? No. Okay, so I've had general anaesthetic. Wait, general is that when you go under? You go under. Okay, no, I haven't. All right, so I've been under a few times, mm-hmm. and going under is not scary. Okay. Uh, the, the the mind games that you have before you go under, like, oh, they're going to cut me open, that's scary. Okay. But going under itself, it's actually, like, really pleasant. <laughs> okay, Lyle. <laughs> because you just go to sleep. Yeah, okay. And when you do that, you have every confidence that you are going to wake up in, you know, a certain amount of time. And basically what happens is that, you know, you stay, they get your count backwards or whatever it might be, 10, 9, 8, seven, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. And you're gone. And by the time you get to 6, you're back awake again. Yeah, wow. And hours could have passed. Mm-hmm. And it's just instantaneous. Uh, and so, you know, modern medicine is just absolutely fantastic. And so 
you know, if you had to have a medical procedure, um, medical procedure aside, would you be particularly worried about going under? No. You can worry about the medical procedure, yeah. but going under part? No. There's no real reason to worry about that, is there? You'd be kind of happy that you weren't awake for the procedure. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Absolutely. Now, the Bible describes death as being what? Asleep. Asleep. The Bible describes death as being like asleep. And so uh, if that is the case, then when a person dies, it's like a blink of an eye and they're alive again in the resurrection. Mm-hmm. So why would Abraham, Isaac and God not balk at this concept of a human sacrifice? I see where you're going with this, but I still... Okay, now think about this for a moment. Yeah. Right? Abraham knows that Isaac is the promised child. Mm -hmm. He knows that Isaac is going to be the one who is going to be the father of many nations. He knows that Isaac is going to be one who is going to be the ancestor of the Messiah. He knows Mm -hmm. all that. So this is what he knows. Abraham knows that... Isaac is not going to stay dead and he's going to be resurrected here on this earth. That's true, actually. God's promise he's going to be the, the father of many nations, so like That's right. he has to believe in that. He's not no he's not what. thinking about heaven yeah. here. He knows he's going he knows it's going to be just a brief moment mm-hmm. and he's back alive again and yeah, everything true. continues on. True. We don't worry about an operation <laughs> going to sleep. Why would he worry about that? Yeah, it takes incredible faith. A lot of faith. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Welcome back to Faith FM. <laughs> Lyle is not on the ball this morning. <laughs> uh, you are listening to the Breakfast here. Show. What do I need to be on the ball for? <laughs> I'll catch you, Lyle. Uh, welcome back. You are listening to the Breakfast Show, the updated version, the upgraded version. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, see what happens. See what happens when you just mute me. <laughs> I was wondering where the mute button was. So I used to see, be Lawson in control in, of that. Yeah, see, Lawson is in control. I don't like it when I don't have a mute button because I'm like clearing my throat and blowing never, my nose. Ever, and you stuff. never ever roast the producer. Yeah, whatever. They just, they just, they just, they just shut you down. Just shut you down. <laughs> Come at me, bro. The producer has all of the power. <laughs> Scary stuff. All right, let's have some answers to our quiz questions. Ah, yes. Let me scroll back up to the top. So, pentathlon quiz. The number one hundred question was sorry. The number one question was how did how many days did God use to create the world and everything in it? It was six. The longest man to ever live recorded in the Bible uh, was Methuselah. Uh, the kind of kiss that the Apostle Paul told the Corinthians to greet each other with was a holy kiss. And the young man who fell from the window and died during Apostle Paul's sermon in the book of Luke, uh, sorry, in Luke's book of Acts, was Eutychus. And the term that means one who bears blame uh, from the sacrificial goat was a scapegoat. What were you thinking? Scapegoat. Because you said there was like multiple answers. Azazel. No, no. Azazel is the noun, scapegoat is the, ver- is the verb. But it says a term, and a scapegoat is more of a term. It's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah right. Yeah. But you know what? Sure, if you had Azazel, whatever that is, just hit us with us and we'll give you a prize. But, yeah, give us a call Too and collect late. your prices. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. It is. Oh, no, wait, I don't do the intro anymore because you guys have a jingle, right? It's now time for... Question of the Day. 
I stuffed this up so many times when you were away. <laughs> I kept doing Good the intro time. myself and then she, she would hit the button and would intro again. Anyway, um, uh, what is our question of the day? I uh, wasn't about Noah. Okay, yes, that's right. How old was Noah when he got married, Lyle? I don't know. Okay, thanks. So the person, the person who asked this question actually knows uh, I, I, because the person who asked this is Bruce asking the yeah, question. Bruce, yeah, It's like guys are Bible students. So, mm-hmm. um, Bruce, you tell us. Give us a call. <laughs> so let me, let, let's see what we do know about Noah. According to Genesis chapter 5, verse 28 to 30, Noah was born to Lamech, the son of Methuselah, and the grandson of Enoch. So Lamech was 120 years old when he had Noah, or his wife gave birth to Noah. And... Um, the name relates to the Hebrew word relief. Lamech died at 777 years old. That was a young age in those days. Uh, that would have made Noah 595 years old when his father died. He was uh, 500 years old when he had the first of his three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Mm-hmm. Which one do you think was the oldest? Shem? Nope. Ham? Nope, he was the youngest. Japheth. Shem was the middle one, Japheth was the oldest, and Ham was the youngest, but Shem is always mentioned first because it seems that he received the birthright. Oh. Yeah. What did he do? No idea. There's no record of it. Um, And so you can find that in Genesis chapter 10 and verse 21, which speaks about Japheth the elder. Interesting question to ask people when I get to heaven. Okay, so Shem was 98 years old when the flood happened and 100 when he had his first son, which was after the flood. Uh, Noah would have, been, have, uh, would have been 502 when Shem was born. Uh, therefore, Japheth, the oldest son, uh, with Shem being born two years uh, before that. And so... Noah got married sometime before he was 500 years old. You know how you know how women sometimes say they feel like they were born in the wrong era because they want to be born like back in like Jane Austen days when men were gentlemen? Like when I say that I, I feel like I was born in the wrong era, I feel like I was like I, sh- I want to be like around this time where I have like 800 years. Yeah. So I have like, you know, maybe like 200 years to do my own thing to get stuff done and then I'll like do the married kids thing. Well, it kind of looks like Noah might have done that. Yeah. Because he starts having children at the age of 500. Mm-hmm. So what was he doing for all of those years in the lead up to that? Was he married? Having a great time. That's what he was doing. Well, maybe not so great. He did build an ark and yeah, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> he wasn't having a great time. He was living he was, his life. He was lonely. <laughs> he, was just, he was just alone and That's sad. such a load just of like, just whatever. Like, just like Mon and Lawson. He was just alone and sad. <laughs> you have no concept, Lyle. You got married like as soon as you were legal age. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Uh, anyway, the answer to the question is I don't know when he was married, but possibly quite late. If you know, then share your Bible verse. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.